What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo! Welcome into the House of L podcast. We are brought to you by the fine folks over at Relios Pizza. Reliospizza.com is the sauce. They bring you all of the House of L podcast, by the way. We got more episodes on the way. I'm glad that you're hanging out for this one. I'm, I'm still working through and processing the end of Better Call Saul. Man, I'm glad it it paid off the way that it did. A lot of times when you get to a finale of things, I bring this up a lot because it just disappoints me, like how badly the Battlestar Galactica finale went, where you're like, come on, man. Now, look, we're not dealing with sci-fi with Better Call Saul. They live in a universe where there are rules. And and I, as the season was, spoiler alert, I have to, I mean, it's in the title of the episode, but I do have to say, spoiler alert for people who have not made it to the end of the road, my guy, Brandon Pope, if you were listening to this episode, stop. B. Pope's one of my dudes when it comes to pop culture and television and stuff. He is on it. So B. Pope, stop listening to this episode and finish the series. And I know that there are some people who prefer to watch the series this way, where what you do is you wait for the series to end, you stay spoiler-free, or the spoilers don't really mean anything to you because you're not invested and don't really know the characters. And then you binge it over a couple of weeks. I did this with Discovery. Not that Discovery's over, but the first three seasons of Discovery. I did it, you know what I did with, and I highly recommend as a series, if you haven't checked it out yet, Warrior. 
that series was amazing. I can't wait till it comes back. Supposedly there's going to be a season three of that series, and it was incredible. But I know some people who were waiting for Better Call Saul to end so that they could start watching it, which is a very a very different way to consume television. This was one of those series where I felt like I wanted to be in the moment. I wanted to be in conversations without with people who are also watching the show. And I wanted to be able to converse with them. And I, I, I wanted to... I wanted to see what what theories they had about the show and what they were saying about it. I agree with people that say that season one felt a little bit, and I'm saying a little bit disjointed. But after that, it was just everything. I told the story on the air, and I'll, I'll tell it to you. Bob Odenkirk came into the Cubs booth. I was filling in on the pre- and post-game show. And Odenkirk was doing the seventh-inning stretch. And I told him, like, this was right after season one. I told him that I was such a big fan of Better Call Saul. And I was a, a fan of the character Saul Goodman. And I wanted to see where this was going. And he was so, first of all, he was so nice. But he said to me, he goes, You have no idea. He's like, if you liked season one, you're going to love what we do in season two. He talked talked with me for a couple of minutes about the show. And, you know, I know the story of, like, Odenkirk being from here. I never really watched Mr. Show, although I I should probably put that on my list. I know him as an excellent comedian slash comedic actor, character actor. But this got to throw him out front. He got to be out front in a series that's mostly dramatic. There are funny moments, and he's funny in them. But it's it's mostly dramatic. And let me tell you, I think that the finale deserves some points. For getting it right, and I'm glad that I, I've told people what the the, the the spoiler alert, right? Like we've done that. That it had been very easy for Saul to get away with things, and there's there's a moment inside of there where he. He opens the door to, I figured out a way to get out of all of this. And wouldn't it be fitting if our favorite scoundrel, our lovable scamp of a person, gamed the system yet again and got away with it? Because he was in the middle of gaming the system when... He gets his sentence reduced down to seven and a half years. 
he gets to go to the prison that he wants to go to and where he can play golf. And it would have been very easy for that to be, or him figuring out a way to to not even have to do that. And then him walking off into the sunset, having gotten away with all sorts of stuff, including threatening 90-year-old Carol Burnett. And there were these moments, like that was a moment. Like there's that moment where he could theoretically kill her and kill that character and keep his scam going. But the self-realization that Saul goes through at the end of that episode, I thought was brilliant. Him then, them seeing, then seeing a, how he's affected Kim's life, how he, he has damaged Kim Wexler and his humanity clicks back on throughout the, the show we see in the reason that Saul is a lovable character is because Saul has these conflicts. And Saul, at the beginning of the show, he wants to be better so badly. But he doesn't just want to be better. He wants people to recognize that he's better. That's what he wants. He wants recognition that I'm smart and I'm trying and I'm trying to be a better person. And at almost every turn, that is rebuffed. And because of that, he takes on the persona of of Saul Goodman. And that's what makes him relatable. That all of us are out here like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be a good person, but it would help. <laughs> it would help that in my trying to be a better person, it was recognized that I was working on myself and trying to be a better person. You know what I'm saying? And that slap of reality where He's like, man, was I really about to was I really about to give up Kim? And seeing her, those scenes, like Ray Seahorn is amazing. And I hope that she it looks like she's getting her 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 recognition. I think that she should win the Emmy this year cuz she's been that damn amazing or next year. That character, Vince Gilligan got, and Peter Gould, they got raked over the coals for Breaking Bad because the the women in Breaking Bad sometimes lacked dimension. And I appreciate them creating a, a show where, I mean, one could argue that up until the middle part of season six that the show is about Kim Wexler. I think she's one of the greatest characters that's been created in television in the last 20 years. I also think that Ray Seahorn put her, her foot in that role. 
and we see her change. And nothing made me sadder than the episode where we learn what's happened to Kim. And we see her life. And I love that that part of her life, like the way that they shot it, and I know that they were doing the present slash future stuff in black and white, but her literally being devoid of color. Seeing her wear a a long blue jean skirt and dyeing her hair and blending in and talking about something as, I mean, like, everything had its place. Like, the idea of mayonnaise versus Miracle Whip and that these are the choices that you're making. This is what your life is. Yeah, you're you're not in jail, but you might be in hell. And that's what we felt like. This unfulfilled life of this in- incredibly smart and depth, deep person. That sex scene with her and her boyfriend, oh, it made it, it made me so sad and angry him was yep 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 it was perfectly done and i'm just sitting there going that guy doesn't deserve a kim wexler seeing her shrink and diminish herself because of the guilt that she felt over howard's death and everything else that that went on just brilliant work by ray seahorn I highly recommend, like, you're listening to this podcast. I appreciate it. I highly recommend you listen to her interview with Mark Marin. I want to say it was maybe, maybe, I think you could still listen to it without paying for it. Some of the stuff that he's archived, I think you have to go back and pay. I think it's about 16 months old. But that interview is great, and you get to see, like, some of the things that go into what help her create the character of Kim Wexler. But, man, seeing how it played out and just some of the shots that they took and how the final episode advanced the story but was also a bunch of callbacks a bunch of callbacks to previous stuff in the Better Call Saul universe. The scene where their backs are up against the wall and they're taking a smoke inside of the cell is a callback to them being in the courthouse or outside the courthouse and and taking a smoke. Like, it, it was just great. Seeing Saul on the run trying to... Save his money and his cell phones. Like, that cracked me up when he opens up the the cabinet and it's all those burner phones. And he's like, yep. And that's a callback to earlier. Hiding in the garbage, a callback to to Nacho hiding in the oil. Like, all of it. Like, the the performances in this, this show were... The concept of it and the performances just absolutely left me going, wow, this is great. 
Jonathan Banks, whenever he's on the, on the screen, he, he grabs you with that, that voice, the way that he talks. It's authoritative without being loud. It was so dope. Having Michael McKeon, everyone involved, Michael Mando, who I loved in Orphan Black, He was terrific in this. So my hats go off to them. And Giancarlo Esposito, man, that dude, his whole vibe is just cool to me. You, you can go all the way back to he's in trading places. He's in the jail cell with Eddie Murphy. A young Giancarlo Esposito. And then, you know, the Spike Lee movies. And what he's become now, and I, I watch him do this stuff on Better Call Saul. And there's a depth to it. And, and that's a guy who has been nominated for Emmys and has deserved every, every love that, that, every bit of love that he gets. And his story is really 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 interesting like his background is super interesting like where he's lived and all sorts of other stuff but this dude is is a boss and he he comes off as one and I love it so seeing him succeed in Better Call Saul and and seeing the depth of performance He's a Westworld guy too. I know I talked about Westworld in the in the last episode, but between that and, and the boys, like he's a menace on the boys. He really outdid himself inside of this series, like seeing that character. And I'm not sure if I ever felt like I was rooting for him. I don't know. I guess I was rooting against Lalo. Because he was so unrepentant. And Tony Dalton was terrifying as Lalo. You talk about unkillable. I mean, I know they did, but he he seemed like the Terminator. He just kind of kept coming back and doing stuff. But I, I thought that the episode was just special. And they, they worked hard to make it believable that he's not going to get away with this. Like, he's not. I know people want him to get away with it. He's not getting away with it. And I'm, I'm glad that he didn't. As much as I love Saul and I understand some of the motivation Behind Saul, I'm glad that at, at the end, he has to serve a penance. He, he owes. He owes. And he's gotten away with a lot of stuff. And him having to make the confession, like not having to, but making the confession about his brother. And exonerating Kim. And letting her be free. 
and her like finding a little bit of her swagger again. Like she walks back into that that penitentiary with Kim swagger again. And knowing that they can't be together even though they love each other so much. And there's that scene in the courtroom when they look at each other and you don't need any dialogue because those two actors have connected in a way like they're so good at their craft and they clearly enjoy each other so much that you can you can you can see it they were able to convey it with just a look a 2 second 3 second look at each other nothing else needed to be said But it was cool, man. Real quick, because I don't want to belabor the point. I know I've been going long on some of these, but as it pertains to Better Call Saul being better than Breaking Bad, I believe that it is, but I understand people who argue that Breaking Bad is better. And the reason that Better Call Saul is able to maybe get to places that Breaking Bad can't is because of the universe that they're in is inhabited by what happens in Breaking Bad. That if you have that as a starting point, it's hard to fail. So Better Call Saul is at a stronger place from jump than Breaking Bad was. I just think as great as the performances is as great as the performances are on Better Call Saul and they're on Breaking Bad and they are like obviously look at all of the awards that that show won Vince Gilligan won Brian Cranston won it even with that I think the depth of the roster of actors. I just went through it on Better Call Saul. I think the depth of the the roster there is better and stronger. The storytelling, I won't eliminate season one because I think season one was very, especially at the end of season one, but the storytelling throughout seasons one through six, it just kept getting better and better. And they kept asking for more out of Bob Odenkirk and and Ray Seahorn. And they lived up to it. And I'm I'm glad that they they crossed it over. I love that they named one of the episodes Breaking Bad in season six. Like, just calling it Breaking Bad. It was hilarious to me. Because that's the episode when he really decides to break bad. Saul does. But doing all of that stuff, I just thought it was, the sh- that show was tighter. Now, Ozymandias, the penultimate episode of Breaking Bad, I think is the best episode of drama on television in the last 25 years. It is tense. It is gorgeous. Things come to, to light. It is well acted. It was well shot. But 
overall, I still give my edge to, to Better Call Saul. That's how I feel about it. Maybe you feel differently. If, if you listen to this without watching Better Call Saul and now you want to go watch Better Call Saul, I hope I didn't spoil it too much for you, but I mean, I pretty much told you how it ends. If you did, I'm curious what you think. So after you listen to the episode, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, at Lawrence W. Holmes and react, feel free. By the way, I know that House of L has been around now for four years, so people have stopped, like, writing, writing and, and rating, rating and reviewing. Please get back to rating and reviewing. We have 1,300 reviews, which is phenomenal, especially for a a guy doing a podcast in his office at home. But if you rate it, give us five stars and review it, we get better placement on platforms like Apple and and like um, Spotify. It's weird, but it, it actually helps us. So if you're listening to the show, rate it and review it. Here, Don't even talk about my episodes. Just rate and review what goes on on Sports Adjacent and give it five stars so that more people can listen to the podcast. It helps me out. It helps them out. And it'll take you like 90 seconds to do it all. Just drop down and write a glowing review and be like, House of L is the best. Lawrence is so handsome. You don't have to put that part in, but if you did, it'd be great. For those of you who love Better Call Saul, man, I think we got treated. I think we got treated to an incredible finale. And I'm so glad that I had this ride and I didn't just dismiss Better Call Saul as folly of them just trying to bank on Breaking Bad. It ended up being its own thing, and and that thing ended up being great. I will talk to you next time. Go get a pizza from Aurelio's because it's great. It's the sauce. Make sure you check out the latest episode of Sports Jason. Please go back and listen to old episodes of me talking about all sorts of stuff. As we get closer to the fall of 2022, I'm going to bring guests back on to the podcast. It's a couple that I'm very excited to talk with. But some of these stream of consciousness pods have been a lot of fun too, and it gives me a chance to do stuff in a deeper way than I can even on the radio show. I'll talk to you next time. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.